0: Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is Soapboxing Podcast. Your main event of the evening. <laughs> I
1: figured it out on my um phone. I could not figure it out on my computer.
0: And I'm the wrong one to ask for technical help. I'm like
1: technology challenged. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, you know? the... I can see the live, I can see everything I'm like, I don't see where I'm supposed to pull it in I don't know So I'm going to just do yeah, it my gonna... phone. It Once should
0: be fine Once you time in, I think I got to, you know, hit it, go live
1: uh, We both wore hat today, everyone got the memo
0: Yeah, what's going on?
1: Not much, <laughs> just, uh, you know, same old, same old you know, fighters come on every minute. <laughs> you got any fights for me? I they think they think I'm a matchmaker or a promoter or something sometimes. Like they think right. I just call up promoters and say, Hey, this fighter wants to fight on your card.
0: Put this guy on it. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, you heard. Go ahead. You heard anything from our people or what? Other than what we were talking about? Yeah, me neither.
1: And he had, and they won't and they won't sign it either. But I'm gonna but I'm gonna ask again today if they signed it. Yesterday they hadn't signed it yet. But are they telling you they signed it?
0: No, I just got that uh, uh screenshot and I didn't call. I'm gonna call Gerard here in, uh, today.
1: The screenshot of the contract signed?
0: No, no screenshot of that that box wreck, You know, waiting to get uh approved. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, well, that means it's a screenshot.
1: That doesn't mean anyone signed a contract. That means it's in box work, but that doesn't mean someone signed a contract.
0: Right, right. I'll find out. Line. So, you in uh you in Detroit? Where you at? Detroit. Look. <laughs> how uh, tell me about the uh ABF. What's the whole? How long that's been around? What you do for it? All this good stuff.
1: Okay, well, the ABF is actually it's a, the old. US mid- America belt from like the 70s and 80s. Uh-huh. And what they did was um, they just stopped using it. like they stopped promoting it and things like that and they weren't there weren't any other tied- up like I think after the late 80s, like almost into the 90s. Mm-hmm. So we acquired that and then we rebranded it in 2018, uh, the beginning of the year of 2018, we rebranded it to the American Boxing Federation. Okay. So, and it's been amazing like I mean just in let's say a year's time a little over a year we're now the busiest regional like national title in the entire hemisphere it's kind of well, crazy. I know
0: I've seen it in this last year everywhere
1: <laughs> yeah so it, it's been great I mean we've done it in Brazil we've, we've had title fights in Brazil and um, it's been great so Now we're looking to expand and maybe uh, join forces with, I can't say too much, but with, like, one of the organizations that has a world title. We don't have a world title. We have three regional titles, which we're the only, actually, we're the only, you know, for the USA, we're the only regional title that someone can get that's in Box Rock. Okay. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I know the WBC has all kinds of titles that they currently write. Right. Like if yeah. you want a title for the WBC, they might not have a title at your weight, but they will make one up for you at any point. Which yeah. is very unpolitical to say, but if you get to know me better, I say it like it is. So they I make
0: seen that.
1: yeah, but they're the WBC, so they could do that.
0: Right, right. I seen a, a belt they made for Tyson and uh, for this Tyson, but he got a snake across the <laughs> he got a snake across the strap. I said, what is that? That's a. That, that's, I wonder what they call that one. What do they call it? I don't know. I have no idea. Um, maybe they made a, maybe they made a lineal belt for Tyson Fury. I don't know. I don't know.
1: I don't know. I mean, what? it's kind of cool that they do that. Like, I mean, we'll do that. You know, like let's say there's a um. I mean, the closest thing we do to anything like that is if there's a um, kid out there, fighter out there, and he's a warrior, and you know, or the term that we use, which I really don't like they call him a journeyman or something like that. I mean, and, you know, he doesn't really, his record doesn't reflect that he should be a USA champion for the ABA. But I look at who he fought, when he fought, and I talk to the promoters that, you know, he's fought for, and they're like, he'll fight anyone. He'll come, he'll fight. He gives it his all. You know what I mean? He's just not coming there to pose and, oh, just come there for a paycheck. He's coming there to fight. He's coming there to try and win.
0: You know, like, I got, like, uh, like I got Marquise. He's there to fight every time.
1: Right. Okay, so there you go. So for someone like him, you know, and he he contacted me. Ellerson has to talk about, right? Yeah. Okay, right. So he called me, you know, and uh, he said, hey, Claire, I really want to fight for your belt. And so I looked at who he had fought, you know, how he lost, who he lost to. And you look at all that. I watched some tape of him like, you know what? He deserves recognition for going in there and doing his thing. So um, I was able to make him an honorary belt. And really? I, I feel good that we can do that. You know what I mean? Like, we, we, have, we have our own rules. I and mean, obviously, we're doing everything we're supposed to do as a sanctioning body. And we take that very serious. But at the same time, I'm in this for a different reason. I mean, I'm in boxing for – I'm really not in it for monetary gain, although we all like to make money for the work we do. Right. But I'm in boxing for the fighter. Like, I care about the fighter. I got into boxing. I don't know if I ever told you this. I got into boxing because I took a homeless kid in off the street. That's how I even got into boxing. And I knew nothing about boxing. When I say nothing, I mean nothing. So right. um, it's kind of a long story how it even – it's truly just God how it even happened. It doesn't even make, It doesn't even make any sense how I ended up in that spot at that time doing what I was doing for me to even run into this person. How long ago was this? Oh God. Seven years ago. Mm. Which a lot of people are like, we've only been in boxing for seven years. But let me just say this. So let me explain. So prior to boxing, it's kind of boring, so you can cut me off at any time. Prior to boxing, I used to, I used to train neurosurgeons how to do new procedures in surgery. That's that's what I did for years. So from there, it's very um, it's very strange. I ended up acquiring, and I do say acquiring, for someone that owed me some money. I ended up acquiring uh, being at a check cashing store. Okay, <laughs> so now I'm at a check cashing store, and I'm running the store, and I'm it's my own little business I got going there. And this kid walks in this one day, and he's got this little plastic, like he explains it so much better than I do. It's actually kind of funny. This little plastic Dollar Tree like plastic basket with all this like stuff in it and I'm like I wonder what this is about so he comes up and he goes hi I'm you know I'm selling tickets for my upcoming match he said for um so I can get some attire and new shoes and all this I'm like your match I, I wasn't quite sure what he was talking about then he explained right. to me that he's a professional fighter I'm like this seems so odd to me like you're a professional <laughs> athlete and you're selling tickets because you have to understand if You get it. If you're outside of boxing and you don't know, no no this clue. sounds crazy. Like if, why
0: you're on you TV? Like, if you're on TV, you're making millions of
1: dollars. Right. Like, this doesn't make any sense. Exactly. Like, If you're a professional boxer, you're making some cash. So right, I got right. the tickets, and I'm like, well, they seem all legit. So I bought some tickets. But you would have thought I bought them at Bentley. He was so excited. about like I think I bought $300 worth of tickets. So I went to the boxing match. He gives me a shout-out. I remember sitting here with a few of my friends going, that's even stranger. Like, first All right. I buy tickets, and then he gives me a shout-out, like, for buying tickets? Like, this is very odd. So whatever. So then he started coming into the store, and, you know, there were times when he just seemed, I don't know how to explain it, like, hungry, or, hey, you need a sandwich, or what's going on? And the kid was like, yeah. And then, uh, then I decided I can't really just have him come in every day and just, like, buy him lunch or buy him dinner or whatever, or, you know, help him out in here. I'm going to ask him if he wants to come walk me out every day. So at the end of the night, I right. want you to come walk me out, and I'll give you money to walk me out. So I'll pay you to walk me out. He's like, how much are you going to pay me? I'm like, I don't know, like 25 bucks. It's only 15 minutes worth of work. So just walk me out every day. So right. he goes, great. So he starts walking me out. Long story short, or actually I'm not really telling it short, there's a snowstorm. And I tell him, I go, you know, I don't want you walking home today. I'm going to drive you home. And he says, I'm not, I'm good. I'm fine. You don't need to drive me home. I go, I am not going to let you walk. I mean, it was a really bad blizzard. You couldn't, you know, the you can't see four feet ahead of you. And I said, no, I'm going to drive you home. So I drop him up at home. I'm waiting for the lights to go on. I'm waiting for the lights to go on. he's like, so I call him up. I said, hey, I said, uh, are you okay? I go, I never saw any lights go on. He's like, I will never forget this. He goes, lights? Like I asked him the most ridiculous question ever. Lights? I haven't gotten any lights. He goes, this is a squat house. Right. And it hit me like a ton of bricks. And I pulled out of the city of Detroit. It's like a couple miles gotten to what we call, you know, the suburbs on the other side of eight mile. And mm-hmm. I literally am sobbing. I'm like, I barely know this person. I mean, I know right. this. I, go, I am so upset. It just hit me. You know, we all know about stories like that. We all hear about it. But it's different when you see this person and you know he's training hard and he's going into the ring and he's giving it everything he's got. And then you realize it's not just the fight in the ring. Look at I'm gonna start crying. This is, you did not have me on here to start crying.
0: Not it's really? not just
1: the fight in the ring for these guys. It's a fight every day to survive. Right. And not with all of them, but with many of them. And that this is so. Boxing on political that touches my heart. It just touches my heart, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh! I going to help this kid out. How am I gonna help this kid out?" So right. he, I said, "Look, I'm not rich by any means. I don't have a big old man mansion or anything like that." I said, "But I'm going to, um, I'm going to uh, offer you to just live in my house just for a little while, just until you get like." Um, on your feet and you know stuff like that. So he, I thought he'd be like, that's
0: kind of creepy. No, he's like, sure.
1: <laughs> so he's, I'm like, well, that was the bottom.
0: He's <laughs> all the way at the bottom. Yeah, anything that
1: helps. <laughs> right, but but I'm thinking, here's some creepy lady. Like, what do you mean, live in your house? You know, like I'm good. So anyway, right. the only person I knew in boxing was I knew I knew someone who knew Jimmy Mallow, who used to train Mary Joe Sanders, the two-time world champion she was charlie sanders um charlie sanders daughter he's the uh detroit lions hall of famer charlie sanders he's he's passed away now now but that's the only person i knew was his daughter so i mean and the person who trained her so i took him to see him he's like oh the kid's got some talent he goes but you need to get him a team i'm like "No, no no i'm not i'm not getting involved in this like i'm trying to help the kids so i'm gonna stay out of this i mean i've now I'm reading on boxing. I'm watching boxing. I'm talking to people now. So he sends me down to, um, crunk just go down there. So I go down there and at first it was like, who is this person? I mean, cause I am, you've spoke with me. I am who I am. I'm not going to pretend like I know something. I don't know. I don't think right, I'm right. above anyone else. I just am who I am. So I go in and I'm just very humble. And I said, look, this is the situation and I want to help this kid out. I know this is, like I say, when I when I tell people this, like, come on, no one in boxing does that. Everybody was so gracious, took me under their wing. Um, Greg Candyman Coverson, I will never be indebted to him enough. Boom Boom Johnson, um, Leon Barber, um, Cody King, like all of these guys from Detroit, just former champions, like guys that are up and coming. And I think it was because they just saw that, She's not, I'm not trying to change, you know, change the world of boxing. I'm just trying to help one guy.
0: you were genuine.
1: Right. I mean, I guess that must have been it because you talked to people like, first of all, you're a woman. Second of all, you're a white woman. Third of all, you don't know, you don't know shit about boxing. (laughs) And I realized if I wanted to help him, I need to know boxing, not just be like, I hate to say i one of these like managers that just thinks like, oh, I know nothing and I'm just all of a sudden going to manage this guy and I need to know. Like that for me, and I think that comes from my background in education, my background. Like when I first trained neurosurgeons, I didn't know anything about neurosurgery either. And I learned it better than they knew it. So I thought, okay, I'm going to, this is, I'm going to learn this. I'm going to put myself in boxing university. So I left my position. I, Sold the store. I lived off in savings and for three and a half, almost four years, I did nothing but boxing 30, 40, 50 hours a week. And I'm not, I mean, then that's what I did. I was either in the gym watching boxing, talking to a trainer. So I've been in the corner, I've been a Cutman. I've been, you know, do I think I'm qualified to train somebody? Absolutely not. I'm not a great trainer. I will never be a great trainer. I've never strapped on those. Gloves. But have I been there with them? Have I gone through all the training with them? Have I kind of worked underneath them? And like I said, everyone was great. So that's how I got into boxing.
0: And that's it. I tell you, nine times out of ten, I think the boxing people, meaning trainers and fighters, they are the humble ones. They are the one, especially if you come in saying, hey, I don't know shit. Uh, sure but is. I'm here to learn. Right. Which, and that That'll make a trend. I tell people, I tell people, you know, if you want to be a boxing coach, go to the gym and help. And it ain't hardly no no coach that ain't gonna say, "Yeah, man, go do this, go do that, go do this. Help me out. I need you to do this, so you can learn." But uh, it's. I think the other people is the ones you gotta watch. The other side right. of the box. Right. Normally, normally the fighters are the most humblest people in the world because. It ain't a team, you know. They can't substitute. Uh, they they taking the licks, and the bruises, and the lumps, and and and, and like you said, what, what was this guy's name that you uh, that you was helping? Valor. The fighter, You know, fighters are a special breed, man. This guy's living in, in, in which, it, as sad as it is, it makes sense to me. This man living in a a, a, a place some way he found shelter and and he's he's selling tickets and running and boxing uh you just explained the fighter now uh i'm sure he wasn't gonna pass out pass up any any help but right i tend to see i tend to see in 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 the boxing people the fighters you know how, how many how many rude how many rude uh ugly fighters have you met in the years you've been in boxing, the fight,
1: none.
0: I've been in it all my life. Was born in it. I mean, there's
1: one. been a couple that I think, okay, you know, like I've been get I, I over I've met COVID, one, but not not really.
0: You find the ones that stand off because maybe they been 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 right. Been, right. You right, but just ugly, just an arrogant ugly. One, I met one in my whole life. So. You know, boxing is a is, is I I hate to use that word, word humble, but it's a humbling experience. Period. You know, from every every uh, every fossil, but nice. but the fighters you tend to, you tend to very seldom find arrogant fighters or people that's not appreciative. If you if you bought us to you, not only did you feed him, you gave him another reason to keep fighting, to keep training. You know, hey, somebody rooting for me you know fighters need that and it's 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 crazy how um how the fighters appreciate it to the more than anybody more than any other athletes that i know you know and i know they, a few
1: they, right they appreciate the smallest things like when i go to a fight i always make sure i have an extra mouth guard in my bag i've got extra gauze in my bag or tape in my ga- bag contact lens solution a little case there's like oh i forgot i have contacts in you know what i mean i'm taking contacts out of their eyes i mean, right. you know what I mean? whatever it takes you know what I mean? whatever right. it takes i'll, I'll like, i got it but it's the smallest things that you realize like you know i hear people repeatedly say like how do these guys come in from out of town they don't have this with them they don't have that with them it's like they don't have the means to buy that. I mean, they're fighting to survive. They're fighting for that money. And then that money's going, as soon as they go back, they've got to pay rent. They've got to pay this. And they've got to live off of that. And they're not making millions of dollars. And I'm not, choo-
0: not choosing to go without.
1: <laughs> right. Exactly. So if they've got babies to feed or whatever it is, or whatever they've got going on in their life, like, you know, like anyone else, they make choices. So they're like, you know what? This mouth guard's good enough. It doesn't matter it's good enough. And sometimes I see them, I and you know what I'm talking about. You see it, and it's like, that's not even going to do anything. I mean, at that point, you're thinking that, my gosh, they shouldn't even let them fight with that. So, I mean, if I've got something like that in my bag, you know what I mean? You give it to right. them, and they do appreciate it. And I don't And I don't need the appreciation. I don't even care if they know that I'm the one that left it in their area and put their name on it. You know, sometimes right, I think, right. oh, the commission left me a mouth guard. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it is, so um, it's the little things like that that I think. Um, I don't. I I don't want to say they're missing out of boxing because they're there, and I see it all the time. I see it all the time with the trainers, and I don't think. I don't think the trainers get enough recognition. I think one of the things that I now, like I said, I knew nothing about boxing, but I've watched probably more boxing than anyone I know. I, I still watch twenty or plus hours of boxing. A week. So, I mean, if, right. it's, if it's a fight, I don't care who it is. I don't care if it's, you know, in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I don't care if it's in, you know, Detroit, Michigan. I don't care if it's in, you know, Waukegan or wherever it is. If it's been taped, streamed, or whatever, I might not watch it actually when it's happening live, but I do watch right. it. So, right. um, but I see these trainers, and, and I don't think people – I don't think – I think a lot of times the fighters don't realize, like, what they give and what they do. I, I see – now, I will see that a lot, where I think the fighters don't understand that you're giving your time, your time with your family and all that. And, obviously, there's a love for the sport. And, you know, but I'm, I'm looking – when I watch old fights, you know what I mean, and things like that, when they're doing the ring walk, you know the backstory of the trainer. And I think that's why people think, oh, there are no great trainers anymore. There are great trainers. We don't talk about the great trainers. We don't talk about how the fighter got here. It's everything so social media where you see the fighter doing pool work, doing this, and it's all for a fan base and to look cool and all that. It's not the real training. I mean, it's real, but it's not real. The real is when your trainer looks at you and says, hey, son, have you eaten today? Have you you okay today? You know what? We're not gonna spar today. Let us let's, let's go for a walk. Let's talk. Right. Let's let's do the thing. It's it's so much more than just the training and the ring and the sparring and all that. And there's so many elements to it that I'll tell you I cringe at the fights last weekend. You know, there's some of these guys, there's too much going on before the fight back in that dressing room. And shame on I'm not going to point fingers at any commissioner and think that, but sh- shame on the people that allow that to happen, and right. the teams that allow that to happen. Because when I see that, I already know that fighter already lost this. I already know how the fight's going to go. Right. Especially when you got the other guy. I go in their dressing room and they're focused, right?
0: They and silent.
1: They're just chill, just doing their thing. They don't have girlfriends coming in kids coming in, mom and dad want to say hi, my cousin wants to say hi. It's too much.
0: Like, I've, seen it I've seen it all. I've seen it all. I've seen family members and friends come to the locker room by the door shouting for fighters because they need tickets. And they they about to walk out. What you mean you need tickets? To, what you mean? man? Hey, give me some of them tickets. I got somebody at the door. Let me I've seen it all, man. And, and, you know, I tell my my guys, I I said, listen, you got to understand, man. I understand it's important to you. And and it's human nature to, to look at things from your perspective, right? Right. I said, you know, but son, I got you, the problem with your gal, the problem with your job, the problem with your training. Then I got him the problem with his gal, the problem with his training, the, you know, it's seven or eight of y'all. And then I got my wife, my children, my, my home to go to. Right. Slow down, bro. Slow down, man. Let me, let's compartmentalize a little bit because, right. you know, from the fighters, from the fighters' perspective, they, they know you care for them and, and, and you're going to do anything for them. And this is such a, uh, uh, particular sport that, that, You know, all they can – this ain't right, Coach. What should I do? You know, I need to do this. I need to do – and they don't understand, man, that the trainer – now, I don't care about uh, the credit. I think my guys give me plenty of credit, and that's all I care about. They know what I'm doing for them. But uh, I agree with you. I mean, there are great trainers. There are great trainers linked back to the past, too. Uh, But they don't get the headlines. No, and maybe they shouldn't. You know, maybe they shouldn't. Long as the long as the fighter uh, recognizes what you're doing for him and, and, and takes care of you. Right, but I think
1: I think there's something cool about knowing the people in the corner.
0: Well, I it's, think definitely that, it's definitely a story. It's definitely a story.
1: The backstory and the story of the trainer and, you know, like we knew the stories of, you know, Lou Duva and we, we know those stories, Emmanuel Stewart. We know where right. they started. We know what gym they're at. And I think I don't know. I think the fans like that. I, I think that's part of the package that maybe is missing a little bit today. I think that – I mean, I don't know what the answer is. It's not a huge deal. It's not like a big problem in boxing. But I just – I'm just – it was a cool part of boxing for sure, right? Yeah, and, You know, um, there's a guy in uh, Houston, Texas, Forrest, Washington, okay? Mm-hmm. And, look, I'm going to get all and and He's watching I mean, this right now. Right. Oh, okay. Well, hey, Forrest. Oh, well, there you go. So, and his last fight, Jericho came out. And before the fight, I don't know if you go back and you look at the pictures. Um, it was my best part of my entire weekend. And definitely that moment watching him with Jericho Walton in that ring is definitely in my top 10 of all boxing moments ever.
0: Right, right. It was
1: Genuine. It was heartfelt. He loves that kid. And he yeah. you know what I mean? And I don't know what was going on. I don't know a lot about Jericho's personal life, but mm-hmm. whatever it was, this manager, promoter, trainer, you know, Forrest was there. I mean, he was mentally, physically, he was there in that moment. So, if you get a chance, I'll in fact, when we're done, I'll send you the picture I'm talking about or I'll post it on Facebook or something like that. But he's just holding them, and he, you know what I mean? Like, got his shoulders and their heads are touching, and they're in the ring. I don't know what he said, I have no idea what he said, but it, like, I'm, I'm in the ring. I'm like, Claire, you can't start crying right now. Right.
0: right. Jericho, Jericho, <laughs> showed his ass too that day. He went in there and kicked the ass too. That, uh, so
1: I don't know. Maybe I need Forrest to do that to me every morning.
0: <laughs> well, according to both of them guys, and, and, and I know both of them a uh, little bit, and they both uh, seem genuine about how they care for each other, and uh, right, especially from Forrest. Forest able, you know how I met him and, and how he got involved, and, and 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 all that stuff. So yeah, that's a that's a that's a great relationship there. You see it. And, and uh, uh, I think I know what you're talking about because he came out in the ring with him and got in there with him before. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I know the picture. You know what talking I'm
1: talking about? about? Like right before yeah. the fight started, I don't know what he was singing to him, but you could just see Jericho needed that. Forrest needed that. Hell, I needed right. that. I wanted to see that in boxing. And I – that's what I love about this level also. You know, when you watch these, you know – the pvc fights and things like that you don't get that you know everything's very this is how we do it everyone walks here everyone stands here you stand here you're right it's all planned right you kind of miss that part of it this level of boxing is the best it is the ultimate best
0: that's an unexplored angle you're talking about in boxing right only only the insiders get to see the humanity I, i i i follow what you're saying hundred percent.
1: Right? And, and then Once you go up a couple more levels, you don't get that, right?
0: Right, That's right. That's
1: all done now. Now it's all about
0: business. Not that, not that it ain't always business. Right. I was going to maybe- say,
1: wait a minute, we're taking care of business. I don't know. I wouldn't want to say that no one was doing their business, but you get to experience that part of it. And I'm sure there's still that part of it at every level. But right. I like that we can still see it. Whether the fans come and they notice it or not, it doesn't really matter to me. The only person that it mattered to me was that Jericho felt it, and Jericho got to feel that, and I, I was so happy. You know, mm-hmm. Jericho's guy came in a badass, <laughs> way overweight. <laughs> so uh, we had to, we had to change the actual uh, title that he'd be fighting for. And on the free, I mean, Jericho said he goes. So clear what you're saying is, I won't win tomorrow, and I'm not going to take my belt home. Right. I mean, who might I do that? I'm like, heck, you're taking the belt home. So, yeah. So he's our regional West uh, champion, but he's walking around with our USA belt. Whatever.
0: And right. some of my like it.
1: It's crazy. But I'm not taking a belt from someone.
0: <laughs> right, right. I like that. Uh, I like that kid, man. He's a. He's a. Uh, New Orleans guy like myself, and 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 to see see them dudes flourish here, yeah. uh, you know, you take you take a guy from New Orleans and put him anywhere, and he's gonna make it. It's cause where he comes from, you know. And so when I see Jericho, when I see Regis, when I see all these New Orleans boys thriving, it just further it just further uh cements the fact that we just was missing opportunities at home, not. It ain't that we couldn't do it. You know, them boys, it ain't that they weren't couldn't be successful. It's, there wasn't the opportunity, you know. And then boys came here, them boys came here through tragedy. And look at it, you know. Uh and 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 I'm honest with Jericho. I know Jericho from the amateurs when when uh we were supposed to fight him one time. And uh and and then my fighter and him ended up being real close uh friends. And so uh, I root for that kid, man, every time. And, I, and you know I'm so gen uh I'm so genuine with that. You know, I know a lot of people think think you not. Claire, if I say I'm rooting for somebody, I'm really rooting for them 'em. Cause I won't tell you I'm rooting for you if I don't. I, I'm the same
1: way. I'm the same way. I, like last weekend, uh Morris was like, so what'd you think? I'm like, I think you got an early Christmas gift son. Hey, yeah. <laughs> you lost that fight. And he right, looked right. At like, "What? I mean, you—you you got an early
0: Christmas gift with that drop." Got to tell you the truth. Got to tell you the truth. I don't, you know, there's, there's a lot of fighters. here. There's a lot of good fighters in Houston. A lot of good trainers in Houston. I tell you, I send a shout out to the to the to the coaches all the time. You know, I don't see people do that, but I'm not. What's for?
1: Oh, Forrest, they have a new fight. Uh next fight, November twenty third in Houston. Okay, cool.
0: Yeah, um, I is that I, I wonder if it's at the Arabian Shrine or they're going somewhere else. Yeah, know.
1: it is. I was looking at something they had posted the other day and it's back there. Unless Forrest left that you have to ask him. He's on there, so
0: them boys them boys do some good shows, man. Them next fight up shows are nice, man.
1: I know, right? Yeah. And the crowd's so yeah, great. Like,
0: they on time. <laughs> that's oh, the biggest thank thing god right yeah yeah they do they do class shows man it's only a matter of time i tell you uh jericho can fight man uh there's a bunch of kids they got that can fight that can really fight and the way they're doing it uh giving them a platform to perform you know and and, and i know they done i want to say they had jericho in vegas already before uh sure. You know they pushing it, man. That that Flores is it, it seems to be genuinely, you know, doing what he's telling that boy he's gonna do. And they they care about each other, man. And
1: that's what I'm saying. Not, that's that's what I love about it. That's so it's right. super cool.
0: I root I, I root for him. Uh, I root for that kid, man. I know his story, you know, about his dad and, and all he. One of the first we started the podcast in January, right? This is gonna be episode thirty-five, I think. And he was one of my first ones, you know, and he gave his whole story, the stuff I didn't know, you know. And uh, to see him being successful at this level, getting right up to the, you know, it's only a matter of time. And I tell you, that last fight he had, that was a real, you know, that was a real fight. That guy, you know, that was a step-up fight, and he dominated. Right. I was watching it through you, remember? You was ranked, oh, I wasn't right, right, right. And I you live. Yeah, man. It's so, totally 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 like
1: At the end, no one can ever see what happens at the end because I've got to put down the phone and go in the ring.
0: Yeah. Right, right. Uh, but yeah, man, a bunch of good guys. And then between them and uh, uh, Alfonso Lopez up north doing their TV fights, them two class promotions right there for Houston, you know. So I wish them nothing but the best. You You were saying... Okay, so you're saying the ABF, are you talking about, like, how the NABO is with uh, WBA, you're trying to position a world title uh, situation?
1: Yes, Yes. and so we're in some deep talks. I can't really talk about it right now, but we're in some deep talks, so we'll see what happens. I mean, the planning is by the beginning of the first quarter of 2020 that will have that relationship solidified with papers and all that, which is really great news for like our continental American champions. Cause then they'll be rated with that organization.
0: So,
1: right. so, we'll right. so, yeah. so, I'm, so I'm proud of the ABF, but we didn't, I mean, we did a lot in, you know, I didn't really start really working it the way I work it now until August of last
0: year. Right. So, 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 so y'all took that, what, what, what you said it was, that they let go before the ABF. It was called what?
1: It used to be called the U.S. Mid-America Belt. I wish I mm-hmm. had Jeff Bumpus. I don't know if you know who he is. He's out of uh, Indiana. And he fought for the belt. Uh, he fought for the belt, and uh, he's a Hall of Famer. He's at a couple different Hall of Fames. So he fought for the belt. He contacted me. God, I, I wish – I want to get the belt from him and, like, take it somewhere with me sometime. But he goes, Claire, I think I still have that belt. It is the most God-awful thing I've ever seen. I go, oh, my gosh, I'm so proud of it. We took it from that to this. It's It's this brown strap with it looks like I think it's supposed to be two boxing gloves on it or something. But it looks like two bronze turds or something. I don't I don't know what it is. It's I mean it's that bad. And this guy he goes, that's the only belt I ever won. He goes, I still have it. So he still has it. But um see that's what I'm talking about. Even, you know, if you want to say back in the day or whatever, you've got guys who are Hall of Famer fighters, right? Recognized by Hall of Fame. And yet that's the only belt they ever won. That's the only like ring recognition they ever got. I mean, obviously, they deserve something more. So I, I, feel good that we can do that. And then, along with promoters, like you know, that that recognize that and care about mm-hmm. their fighters and want to get them that recognition. And the fans like it, right? I mean, yeah. the fans like it. The fans like to come to a title fight and, you know, all of that. So it's 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 all good stuff. But um, right. so with your fighter, so you've got this fight coming up, right? Mm-hmm. On uh, Charlo's card.
0: Now I'm yeah. asking you questions. <laughs> now I'm asking you. Come on, let's talk what's going on. <laughs> uh well he's a he, two time national champ. He had about about 90 fights. Uh that last qualifying. Uh he dropped the decision. So going up there, he said coach if I, you know, if we don't go make the team for the for next year. Then we just go pro. I'm like, all right. So, uh, he dropped a decision against a kid. God damn it. That he, uh, they beat him before. Okay. But, uh, so he called me that day. He's like, because I wasn't there in Colorado. And he was like, uh, I'm sorry, not Colorado. Where was it? I don't know. Anyway, uh, all right, we're going pro. I said, all right, man. And they had, they had a couple situations that, uh, was supposed to pan out for him as far as promotions, promoters, right. and uh I tell you, Bobby called me one day. He's like, "Say, man, can Quentin work with Regis? Uh, getting ready for the relic fight?" I said, "Yeah, man." And uh, he he went work that camp, and uh, uh from there, Charlo was getting ready for the rematch with uh, Harrison. Right. And and and. Quentin knows these guys from the amateurs and shit, but he was like, hey man, I need this guy to come work with me over here. So uh we're gonna work with him at his gym here in Houston. And then when he went to Dallas for uh, you know, with, his, with Derrick with Derek James, he uh we brought Quentin with him and they was working and, and, and so Charlo was like, Man, uh, you ain't with nobody and he was nah, man. And uh he said, Well, you on my show. And that one where he was supposed to fight, he was supposed to fight uh, Harrison. Remember Harrison got injured? Yeah. He fought the, the Hispanic guys. He did everything, everything he said. We did. We went, you know, we we was a swing bout, so we didn't make TV because Lyra and that white kid, that white kid was supposed to knock his guy out They went the distance. Right, and, right. Uh, so, so we went on right after Cholo, and, and Earl Spence, all them stayed. You know, so by now known, stayed to watch his fight. And uh we fought a tough kid out of uh, Milwaukee. Uh all the fights have been tough so far, man. I mean I've been looking at them before I accept them, but they real fights, you know. So uh now we five and oh and uh Charlo say I'm doing my first promotion here uh in-, in Houston, man. I want you to be the co main. So all right, cool. And then, and you know how the opponent came up. <laughs> yes,
1: right. That's going to be a good fight, though.
0: Yeah. Oh, oh, he's
1: going to be a good fight. And I think that will still be somewhat of a step-up fight for him. I think Hawthorne, I think he, you know, people don't give as much credit as they should, but he's going to come to fight. It's going to be a good fight.
0: That kid could fight. Uh, he comes to fight. Uh, yeah, the record is, it, the record doesn't, uh, I don't know his background, I don't know his history, but his record doesn't say who he is. And that's that's those sprawlers. That's the ones who 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 show up and upset the avocado, like they say, because uh, you know, he can fight, man. So it's gonna be a great fight. And and, and and what you said, uh, you know, I told him, I said, listen, man, this is the business part of this thing is, you know, when they when they when they when they uh go live on PVC. On social media and all that, carrying the show, it's millions of people gonna see, you know. Right. And, right. and and you holding the strap up in, in 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 your sixth fight, the 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 people who's just Floyd Mayweather fans, that's why they even follow PBC. They're not boxing fans. They are gonna see that, you know. Right. And it's valuable. Right. So, in my kid, he works hard, man. He's always in shape, ready to fight. So. Cool. Uh, I look forward to a good uh a good show right here in front of hometown crowd. Uh Jamel has treated him uh very well, first class, with the with the with, the with the money as well as just putting him on the show. You know, these are just basically handshakes, you know. Now with the understanding that we're gonna make some things happen, but uh right. for sure. I appreciate it for him, you know, because you talk about backstory. That kid's got a hell of a backstory, you know. So uh, each time I and and, and and he's built for this professional boxing because that's all I knew how to do anyway, you know. So Dang. and 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 proving, showing and you know. He uh, he's doing. He's the, everybody everybody we fought had a, 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 a winning record. That first the first guy we fought on the debut in Beaumont with uh next fight up. I kid had damn the forty fights, you know. Uh, I looked at, I, said, I knew we were. I said, "We'll right, fighting. you know. That was our debut, and then, uh, and then, if this thing goes through on the fourth, that kid's got how I many know. fights?
1: I'll say if. So say well, when. You know, when. Yeah. I don't say if. I don't say hope. I mean, hope's a plan. Hope's just a really shitty plan. If I hear someone, I'm hoping this happens. It's like. Your hope.
0: What are you doing to make it happen? So yeah. Nope. Sorry, what go he's ahead. got. He's got. He's got over twenty fights, huh? Or close to it. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, and like like you said, man. I don't. You keep getting that runner, out. Right. You know, you got too much amateur experience. I can't just put. I said, man, I'm looking at guys getting these fluff fights, and then y'all putting up bag. Of, uh, you know, putting up resistance for my guy. You know, I'm. I, I, as a, as his trainer and unofficial management, I'm looking at, you know, can we win these fights? And yeah, okay. And I, I ain't tripping on the record. My kid, can, my kid can actually fight. So <laughs> let's go. There we can go. do it. That's so awesome. yeah, man. He's a he's a good guy, man, and, and deserve every bit of success he's had thus far and whatever he'll get in the future. You know, uh, but. Hell, when we met that underwood show, he puts on hell of a shows too. Up there yeah, in uh, yeah. uh man, did you watch our guy last night? Don't yeah. <laughs> Damn, I know, right? <laughs> I like that dude, man. I yeah, like that dude. True. You know, t- it's a fight, man. People get clipped. That's what happens. I said I told him I said that's why everybody don't do what you do. Cause that that right there can happen. And they right. scared of. You know, uh I think it was Mike Tyson said uh he said uh you know, only when only when the biggest uh part of embarrassment does greatness come. You know, you gotta put yourself out there. Right. And he was saying, you know, hey, I told my 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 go-to line is, Joe Lewis been stopped, you can be stopped. Right. <laughs> it don't matter. So he seemed like you. I talked to him right after the fight. Uh, I'm not involved with him; just a fan. And uh, he was like, "Nah, coach, you're right. I got clipped." And then I said, "And then you fought back. You got hurt, and your your response was the punch. Let's go." You know, what happens happens, but yeah, man, I was rooting for that guy, man. I like him a lot, Uh, but yeah, shit happens. You know, when you're going in a big show like that, you know, we had that, we had that show on the zone, uh, you know, and Robert's eye closed up on me. I had to pull the plug, but you know, I told him, look, man, he got, taylor got caught and then that eyes swelling up on you, and you're still going out there, and then you started kicking his ass. Well, I'm not gonna ruin you. You can't see. It's clear you can't see. You're eating them straight, you uh, eating to straight
1: up retina or anything like that. Because once you get cut like here, and then you get another. That's when to touch retinas happen. Those are that's career ender.
0: Right, and he was right back in the gym, pissed off, aggravated. <laughs> so we hitting it hard. But uh, yeah, man, we uh, and I got. Uh, I'm about seven, eight amateurs too, um, cool. at the gym. But uh, yeah, my story is just the same old boxing story. He's just trying to win. But
1: <laughs> well, you got some so, great fighters.
0: What? Yeah, I, I appreciate it. That uh, now Robert Robert Redman, I didn't develop him from the beginning. He came to me about two years ago, uh, mm-hmm. and and through Quentin, through Quentin. Uh, they they was uh, friends. So, but I love that kid, man. That kid, there is something special, man. He's he's a, a just a great guy, you know. So, I, like I told him, I said, look, man. After that fight, when I stopped, I said, look, you can be mad, be mad. I'm gonna always protect you, bro. <laughs> Whenever you don't want me to protect you. Maybe you need to be somewhere else because I'm going that's, to always. That's
1: what the corner is supposed to do. I mean, you know, your you're fighter is not going to say, you know, I'm done. So that's good. That's what you're supposed to do.
0: And he understood, you know, once the emotions went down, you like, Coach, I understood what you die. I said, I, I hope you do because I would do it again. <laughs> right, right. But, uh, yeah, so Detroit, man. So when you was taking that guy down to t- when you was going to Crunk, it was the old Crunk, the new Crunk. I've never been up there, but as a kid, as a young guy, Tommy Hearns was my hero, so that's who I wanted oh, to he be. He's like. a
1: great guy. He's a humble guy.
0: He's a good I guy. I, 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 I ain't never fanned out before, but if I ever meet him, I'll be like a little kid at Christmas, man. uh,
1: that's what people say that's what people say but he's so humble and makes you comfortable that i mean i i consider tommy a friend now so you know i'm not just a fan so i consider him a friend but there's a lot of great you know trainers here in detroit doing a lot of stuff with the ammies and um you know i see these these guys you know down at these local gyms and like i was saying these trainers don't get enough credit for what they do and i think people just see like you know, or, or people don't support the amateurs like they' like they should you know right. you like well where do you think these fighters come from? They just don't all of a sudden wake up one day and say I'm gonna fight and become pro. you've got trainers that have been with them from the get and they're just not with them they're they're there for them after school and they're there for them you know through through it all and you know, that's that's where it all begins but uh, no it was, it was the new crunk the new location the new crunk is um, in the basement of an old church. So okay. it's still a functioning church, but it's in the basement of a church. So the old crunk burnt down now. So uh, vandals burnt it down, which is kinda sad, but you know, yeah. so no, it wasn't at the, the old crunk. That would have been amazing, but no. I was I wasn't around then.
0: <laughs> I wasn't there, I was no.
1: born, but I was not I wasn't in boxing, obviously. So
0: yeah. so, so So that guy, so so Valley, you managed. did you manage anybody else or that was that was
1: um, you know, okay, so I can't manage anyone now that I'm part of the a b f right, and then right. all kind of happened like when I stopped managing him, um when that relationship as manager fighter ended, and I started um with the a b f um you know, as a person of a sanctioned body, a vice president, sanctioning body, you're not allowed to manage anybody, but are there fighters that I've taken under my wing, and I don't get any money for it, it,'s nothing like that, but that They'll call me and ask me about a fight, or I'll help them work something out with a promoter. Kind of like a buffer for them. I do that all the time. That's every day, all day.
0: Right. But that's, that's not where
1: my heart is. I mean, I'm all about yeah. I'm all about the fighter. So there's not anyone that could call me and ask me for help, but if I can help, I'm gonna help. So in any way that I can.
0: How how is it in this new? I don't know the PC terms, but just uh, say. Well, being a woman in boxing mm-hmm. is what is. Do you think it makes it harder, easier, no difference? I mean, we said there, boxing people.
1: There have been, okay, so the hard parts of it. There have been times that I think, and rightfully so, okay, and I'm not upset about it or anything, where people watch me on purpose. Some are waiting for, oh, let's see how far she can go without failing. Oh, she's never going to make it. Some people here in Detroit are like, oh, you know, yeah, she managed this kid, but now that she's not managing him, what is she going to be able to do now? And I don't want to say it. haters. I think that's oh, yeah. natural. I think it's normal. I think it's legit. They don't know. That. The that. Go ahead. So, okay, to answer your question. So there's people that give me, Yeah, I'm not going to mention names, and there's, one particular commissioner in this country that he just he doesn't like it. He doesn't like females in this sport. He doesn't think there's a place for it. And that's and I and I get that it is even though there've been women in this sport a long time, um, no one's ever been the vice president of a sanctioning body, whether it's the ABF or whether it's the WBC or whatever it is, you know, at any level. So I right. think that's kind of new for people, and. Um, I'm still really, I mean, as far as time goes, I'm the new kid on the block. You know, they don't know that I um, put myself in boxing university, that I spent, like I said, 40 hours a week studying boxing, learning boxing, sitting in the gyms. I mean, I can't tell you. I mean, the hours and hours every day that I sat on an uncomfortable little wooden red stool in a gym, you know what I mean, just by the ring, just mouth silent, no talking, just watching and learning and listening. So I think that was very important. I think had I not done that, I don't think that I would be qualified the way I'm qualified to be the vice president of a sanctioning body. I think that I, as a woman, it's difficult at times, but other times it's not so difficult. I, I don't, I don't really think of myself as a woman in the sport. Maybe I should more. I'm just Claire. I'm doing my thing and I I know that my intentions are good and like I said if I don't know something I say I I, I will humbly say educate me, I don't know. But there's not much that I don't know as far as um what you know what I'm doing right now, I've got that down. Do you know what I'm saying no. like, you know, um I understand what what's supposed to happen. Um I've gotten really good at matchmaking and things like that, and what matches to approve. But like I said, people watch on purpose. Uh, I think there's more and more women in this sport, and I think I, I actually haven't worked with a lot of them, so we'll see. So I I don't want to say whether they all know their stuff or not, or but i but I feel like a lot of men in this sport don't under don't <laughs> understand the business of boxing. So I don't think it's a female male thing. I mean, sometimes I get questions or requests, and I'm thinking to myself, how, like, how do you not know that? I mean, that's just that's basic, but right. they don't, and I don't. But I don't look down on anyone for not knowing, and that's we educate each other and we learn, and that's how we make the sport better by everyone learning and teaching each other. There's no one can just say that they've been in the sport. At some point, we all were on a learning curve.
0: Well, in today, and today there's a new learning curve because the business has changed with the social media, as well as the, 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 the app platforms. That's all new. Everybody's on some new stuff that you got to, uh, bob and weave and figure out, you know, so it's constantly evolving. I noticed that what I'm noticing about, uh, women in the sport besides all the great fighters, I love women's boxing. That's just me. Okay. But, but a lot of women are in in the uh, the media. When I say media, social media, media for boxing. You know, a lot of them, man, and they everywhere. They covering everything. You know, and I I look back and go like, I don't care if it's a woman doing it, a man doing it, whatever. Somebody needs to do it. It's boxing. We such a we such a uh, niche sport that once you're involved, you're all the way in forever for life. Yeah. But, it,
1: it's in your blood, that is for sure. Like, I can't imagine a day without boxing in my life. Right. I, I can't imagine it. I don't even You're know not, what that would look like.
0: Yeah, right, you, and it's never going to go away. To, to you, to you, in the box, that's how it's going to be. But, you know, you take like a Rockies fan or a baseball fan, football fan, or whatever, you can say this guy's a world champ, they don't give a shit. We're just a, 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 a we got our own uh, niche. I guess, but it's that you either die hard or not. You know, even if you don't know what you're talking about, you still be a fan and and love boxing and do everything boxing. So I see a big influx of women uh in the media roles, you know, and and and, and they seem to know the sport when they talking to fighters and stuff. They they at least from the X's and O's, you know, they, they, uh, who's fighting, who 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 lost, who won, and yeah, I see it a lot. So I didn't know what's the lady. I was a young guy. That was a lady from Detroit, I think, Michigan. Uh,
1: Jackie Callen.
0: blonde-haired lady.
1: Yeah, Jackie Callen. She managed uh, James Tony.
0: James Tony. Yeah, yeah. You know her? Is she from up there somewhere?
1: Yeah, I know Jackie. We're friends.
0: She's still in boxing or not?
1: Yeah, she uh, man- currently manages Marquand Williams. Okay. Out of uh, the Connecticut area. So okay. he's the current WBC silver champion, I believe. And don't quote me on that. I could be wrong, but no, she's still around.
0: I remember Are we talking about late 80s, maybe Late 80s, early 90s? So was yeah, big, whenever
1: Tony was fighting, so
0: it was a big deal. Yeah. They made a big deal. out of her being a woman. She was a woman managing and, you know, and all that stuff. So we done came uh it's, it's a different boxing world now. You know, completely different. Oh. Uh, right. Yeah. Callan, that's a name. Right. That's but the there's
1: name. still pe- there's still people that give me a hard time. I mean there's time but I'm just kind of I mean, you you've met me, so you know, I'm just kind of uh you know like um there've been times i I go to go back into the dressing rooms or whatever, you know, and I'll be like stopped and hey, no 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 woman back here. I'm like, I'm not a woman, I'm Claire Burke. You know what I mean? I'm not a woman today. I'm today I'm Claire Burke, I'm Claire Burke, and I don't mean that I'm Claire Burke, and then I'm hey, I'm Claire Burke. I just mean that's just my way of being funny about it. like I'm not a woman, I'm Claire Burke, and I'm going back there I'm watching I'm supervising hand wraps right now, right so right, right. and then and honestly, I just kind of say it like that because it's funny, and they don't know what to say, so people are generally kind of wimpy, so they usually just you know it's like if you have a clipboard, you can go anywhere
0: <laughs>
1: right <laughs> no the clipboard. they think you're supposed to be there.
0: So, so would you say being a woman in boxing is like being a woman anywhere else? You gonna find the, the the anti, what would you call it? the chauvinist people, and then you find the people who just gonna go with it, or what?
1: Yeah, I think. Yeah, I I do. I I think everyone kind of at first goes, okay, you know, let's see, like they're not expecting, they don't know what to expect, they don't know. Okay, I think when there's a man a man in my position, they just assume he obviously knows boxing, right? right. He's in this position, right. this and he obviously knows what he's talking about. For me, I think every person on some level is going, does she really know what she's talking about? I that's right. what I mean by I think they watch on purpose, but it doesn't affect me. It doesn't. It, I don't. I don't think about it. Like I said, I, I really, it's never really a thought to me, like, oh, I'm a female in this sport. You know, um, I guess, yeah, I guess people do look at me that way. I mean, um, there's times I'll go to a weigh-in, and they'll think, um, just this past weekend, the ring announcer, Ralph, he said, he goes, oh, I thought, goes, when you first came in, I thought, oh, what did, she, what did the promoter do, hire a coordinator for the ring girls? He goes, who's this bougie lady walking in? That's what he told me. He goes, but no, you're pretty cool. He goes, I didn't know who you were. So, I, I think there's there's still that part of it. Um, I'll be at fights and people will come up to me and ask me questions like, hey, someone took my seat and and I just think it's because I'm a female, but I don't care. You know what? If I can help you find your seat, it's not a big deal.
0: <laughs> right,
1: right. I'll do it all. I've set up seats for promoters. I'm, I'm part of the team when I'm there, so I know it seems kind of silly, but I just I just think we all just kind of work together and just keep it real and like I said, I mean, sometimes people give me a hard time as a female in this business, but I stand firm. I mean, I don't I don't cave to it. So right. um, I'm never bitchy about it. I'm not aggressive, but I'm not a bitchy, aggressive person by nature. But I am assertive. Right. And things are going to happen the way they need to happen. You know, if I tell someone that, you know, if the tape's not – appropriate or they try and do stacking or something like that. I don't, I don't, I don't fall for any bullshit. You're taking that off and rewrapping them. If your fighter wraps his hands and then I see that he's coming out of a bathroom by himself and I happen to see it. There's not an inspector there. Guess what? If it's my title fight, we're rewrapping hands. Like I said, I'm not a bitch about it, but I'm assertive about it. And everyone's very respectful, but Um, I don't know as far as being a female in the sport I think in some ways it makes it easier gosh the females in the sport are going to be really mad at me for saying that but <laughs> I think that I I don't try and be a man there's nothing about me that's like a man and I'm not I don't want to be a man in this sport I am who I right. am I'm just clear right. and I'm just doing my thing so I think that um, and I think once people get to know me or they talk to me they realize that I'm all about the fighter I'm all about the fighter. now, I'm all about the promoter, too, If the fighter, I find the fighter's gonna screw the promoter over. I don't want anyone getting screwed over. I think that there's plenty of business in this business to do business with people that aren't snakes, and I hear, oh, there's a bunch of snakes in boxing, and there's all that okay, well, don't work with them there's right. There's plenty of other people to work with now, at the very top of boxing, you know when you're you know with the Al Hamans and all that, I mean when you're there and you're working with those promoters. I'll be, I'll be honest, even some of the people that work for those promoters will say, well, you don't want to mess with Al Heyman. Why? I mean, mess with them how? I mean, I hear him say it to other people, not to me. And, exactly. oh, you know, he doesn't want to mess with them. And mess with them how? What? What is this person doing? So you're telling me that if someone gets an opportunity to be on Al Heyman's card, they shouldn't stand out for themselves and they should just allow things to happen because, well, I want my fighter to be on his card? No, I think you need to look out for yourself just as if he was – fighting on Joe Smith's card or Forrest Washington's card or anyone else. It doesn't make it any different. Now that's where I think boxing changes and people think, oh, it's a Mayweather promotion card or it's a, you know, Roy Jones Jr. card or it's, you know, a PBC card. And I get that. I get that that's like a goal for people to be on PBC and be on those cards. But you have to, you can't, you have to keep your same level of respect. You have to say, to yourself, you know what? I'm not gonna let this person screw me over. Accept any less of what I deserve. Could exactly. right. be, and I'm not gonna accept any more bullshit just because it's a PVC card. Because your talent is what they want. I mean, you don't want right. to be difficult, but I don't want to. I don't want to see someone be difficult with the trainer. They're the promoter in their backyard, either. Right. So right. for that, um, you know, I did work on, it, and I won't mention. Who it was or anything, but I did work on a. I sh- uh, have a title fight on a Showbox card. Uh, a year ago, actually, it was like last September, and um, the guy who's the right hand man for this promoter that we all know was trying to give me crap, was trying to give me a hard time. I'm not going to go toe to toe with someone like that, but I don't. I wouldn't do that in any realm of my life. I'm not. I'm not like I said. I'm not aggressive like that but i was very assertive and i'm not going to take any shit and this is my title fight too and this is the way it's going to happen so otherwise we don't need to do a title fight and i'm cool with that too you know right. what i mean so, but i think that's like that with trainers i've i've had trainers go wow we don't want to say anything or we don't want to upset the promoter because we want to be on his card again it's like you're Shoot. and i'm disappointed by that Shoot. i'm very disappointed by that and i i will flat out say your job here is to protect your fighter who gives a shit about this promoter at at that level. If the if something like that's happening, you need to protect your fighter. And most promoters, they're not looking to screw anyone over. I mean, like that. I mean, these guys, they they, you know, a lot of times it's just a miscommunication or something.
0: Most but of the time, gotta,
1: they got to protect their fighters. But that's all I care about. I care about it being a fair fight. I care about. I don't. I don't really like this whole A side B side thing. I'm fine with calling it. I call it red corner, blue corner, whatever. I'm not calling it A-side, B-side. Really. You mean A-side? I'm like, you mean red corner? And they're like, yeah, so I said A-side. No, you said A-side. There is no A-side. That's,
0: that's really not a thing until it's a thing anyway. Meaning, when you Canelo Alvarez or, or one of them, that's their lingo for that shit. But I, I, I think that's a hustle, man. I think that's a hustle, and I tell my my fight. Well, I tell any fights. Listen, man, you fighting locally here at the at the place? Ain't no fucking A side and B side, bro. You you might be down with the promoter, and he ain't, but ain't enough money on the table. You to bring be, to fight. You're not bringing people in here by droves. That's your. That's what you're trying to do, you know. So it, that I don't like that term either. I get it. I understand what they're saying, but I don't like that term either because. That's, to me, that's a smoke screen for fighters. You got a fighter walking around saying, I'm the East side making a $1,000 tonight. <laughs> you ain't the eight side of shit, man.
1: Eight but, side of what? Right.
0: you
1: else.
0: I had my fighter say, Coach, he said, Coach, man, you're going to get me in some shit. I said, what? because I, I was on there. I said, man, I told the guy, I, I said, I'm not friendly, bro. And what I mean by that is.
1: What did you say?
0: I I'm not you. friendly. I'm not friendly.
1: Funny. I say that to people like, I say that all the time. I'm like, I'm not friendly like that.
0: What I mean is, I'm not going to not tell you what I mean. So, you know, just this week at the gym, Coach, you going to get us in some shit, man. We're going to be fighting and shit because you're just telling me, listen, man, I don't want to fight no more than nobody. But if there's a reason to fight, <laughs> we can fight. So right. I, just, I, I just speak plainly and uh sometimes that's too much for people you know but i don't try to i think anybody that's my friend would totally disagree with that statement that i'm not friendly they would say shit bro you one of the best friends i got but right. what i mean is i'm not gonna sit here and let you shit on my my guy and it's funny because every commission is is hilarious every commission have they stickless to something completely different than this one, you know? It's, crazy. it's
1: like, welcome to the United States of Texas. Welcome to the United States of Ohio. Welcome right. to the United States of Indiana. And that's what I say. I'm like, every commission is its own country. And I try and explain that to fighters all the time. I'm like, what do you mean? I'm like, I'm going to say it again. Every commission is its own country. And every country has its own way of running its country.
0: And, 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 and that's it. The thing that's most important over here, this commission don't even bring it up. <laughs> it's hilarious, man. You sit there. I was at a fight. We was fighting in uh California. No, no, we're fighting in Vegas. And the little commissioner chick who watched the hand wraps and all that, she got the gloves, and I'm looking at her. And I'm looking at the I'm looking at the uh the show backstage and see, uh, I need them gloves. Oh no, I can't give them gloves. I said, uh, "We going on in, in, in two fights. I need them gloves. Hold oh, no, on, hold on. She ain't got the one above her. What's going on?" I said, "I need them gloves, man." He said, uh, "No, I can't give them gloves. I can't give them to you." To you. I said, "Why well, is my fight supposed to warm up? Well, let them warm up." I said, "What?"
1: And this was where.
0: Uh, in Vegas, I believe.
1: It's also crazy.
0: They, they 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 was holding on to the gloves like like a precious jewel. Now I understand you don't want nobody to rig up the gloves, but I'm sitting right here. You go to
1: the, the gloves and you put they put them on, you tape them and you sign them, and then they got the go gloves. Yeah, get out
0: your business. Yeah, out your business so your I you
1: to make sure that before they go in. You check to make sure that your signature on that tape, and then nothing's been messed up, and you're good.
0: Then. Then in California they can't give me the gloves. Soon as we go to the locker room and walk up, <laughs> it's, it's it's strange, man, that you Absolutely. sit right go. You gotta sit there and go. All right, right. Which, which which one of these people is gonna give me a problem about nothing? It, about it, nothing.
1: exactly okay. So there's where being a woman like comes in. That's where I go. I think they expect you to go. Oh, okay, that's fine. That's fine. But I mean, normally I take. And I do know what you're talking about, but at, you know, at the weigh-ins for title fighters, we have a glove ceremony, and I take the gloves into my possession. I would say my custody, just because I think it's funny. So I take the gloves into my custody until they go on those fighters' hands the next day. Right. I have them with me. You know what I mean? I mean, I don't, if I go to dinner, they're in my room. I'm not (laughs) walking around with a big custody big, 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 you know, locked-up case or anything. But, But, yeah, so, but. Last weekend, when I asked the commissioner about it, I said, So, you know, did the to bring the gloves? We're gonna do gloves ceremony. She looks at me like a deer in the headlights. Like, she had no clue what I was talking about. She's, Oh, yeah, we're still trying to work out the gloves. I go, You know, and I'm not gonna cause a big deal. I said, Okay, tomorrow when we first get to the venue, what time are you gonna be there? I'll be there when you get there, and we'll do it immediately then. That way it's on the way and I know it's done. Never happened. I mean, I got the gloves and I did my thing, but. They never looked at the gloves. So here, I had a commission that never looked at the gloves, but that that happens a lot. Right, yeah, I've been in a lot of fights, and it's not just me. And I think, okay, like there's another organization there, and I'll say a bigger organization. I'm not going to mention names or anything like that, but and I expect that they're having a title fight. Also, that they're that their supervisors there are watching hand wraps. I never see that supervisor back there, and I think, what is your point? So you're appointed, you just come to the fight, you hold up the belt. It's also crazy. But it's you know, all different. It's all and, different. When, when, incredible.
0: when there's been people like with uh, Margarita getting caught with the things in his gloves and all that type of stuff. You know, I tell people, I said, you know, because the sports fan don't understand, man. They don't understand the average boxing fan. And I ain't talking about I know, I know the thing is casual fan or whatever. We need them more than diehards because the casuals spend the money, right? But right, but they don't understand how this thing works. Like you said earlier. And, and when, when somebody gets caught cheating with the hand wraps or the gloves I, you know, Oh, like, you know, you're like, somebody could do that. they, you know, get, yeah, bro. Yeah. Yeah. You never been to a place where the commission
1: intentional, but it's, it's, Oh yeah. They think exactly. They think that the commission, the inspectors are back there. And they're watching everything, and every, it's not like that. They don't know the inspector's over there on his phone texting, "Hey, man, we're rapping. Yeah, I know, I got you. And they're not, yeah, they're there, but and it's not everywhere. That's no, not. No, everywhere. No. There's a lot of great commissions out there, and a lot of great inspectors, but you do run into the few that just don't do it. So then you have to question: Do you really not care? Do you not know? Or is there something else going on here? Are you intentionally not watching? Right. are you intentionally not
0: there right you don't at, know i was at a I, I i was at a fight and i'm not gonna name the commission either since we ain't naming stuff
1: right, we gotta work again right <laughs> we these so,
0: people. i said look here man when you're gonna wrap? i didn't ask the commission i went and ask the other guys train
1: Oh, right
0: when you, right. When, you, when you wrapping up man uh uh and i think a manager for the other oh, guy coming. Oh, we don't do that over here. This is the commissions that are watching. I said, "Well, I hear you. I hear what you're saying, but I ain't." Listening. That might be what you
1: do, but I'll tell you what I do. I watch my my fighter's opponent wrap their hands; otherwise, right. they're not gonna be any fight. And they don't get that,
0: right? Because you want we me to you want me to depend my guy's health on this uh, on this uh, usher over here, because because that's another thing. Sometimes it's just a a chick look like she's just going to work for eight hours at the, for, the, for the venue. And then in some places, it'd be a commissioner, you know, somebody that you could tell. He knows what he's doing. He's looking at everything. But
1: right. And I will say that I've run into that, and I think to myself, this is why women in boxing still have it hard, because you've got some female back there who thinks that it's, match, it's Match.com or something, or this is like a – tinder live meeting this is not a tinder live meeting this is not match.com this is the boxing event right this is the fights going on this isn't about flirting with people at this time you know what i mean this isn't the time or place but i get what you mean and there's uh, in, and i don't know why well, i don't know what they're taking pictures i've been instructed to taking pictures with the fighters and doing all this stuff i get that they want to do that but there's a time and place Before a fight, I will never be seen doing that stuff. And I know people, like, they want pictures and things like that. After the fight, after you fought, that's fine. But beforehand, this is business. This is serious business. This is fight business.
0: I've seen them them latch on to the gloves like a vice grip and not care about nothing else. I've seen them latch on to the hand wraps but not care about nothing. I've seen guys, they just care about what's in my bucket. It ain't looking at nothing else. So each place is, like, like you said, uh, uh, their own country. So you just right. got go to
1: go a Diet Coke in the room, but you can wrap with any kind of gauze you want, and you can use any kind of tape you want, and no one's going to watch you wrap hands, but get that Diet Coke out of here.
0: That's crazy.
1: No caffeine in true. the room. That's no true. I got a guy over here making a damn cast. He's got right. plaster of and everything else. And they're worried about caffeine. Yeah.
0: I funny know. They,
1: it's crazy. crazy.
0: It's funny what they latch on to. Well, I tell you, man, uh, I appreciate you coming on here. And oh, when,
1: no, thanks for having me. It was fun.
0: When y'all love. Uh, Hey guys, this is Coach Derek. I want to give a shout out to our new sponsor, Pueblo Boxing. Y'all be sure to check out uh, Pueblo Boxing. They have unique and high quality boxing gear and novelty gifts. You can find the gear at soloboxing.com. That's S-O-L-O boxing.com. Check it out, man. They do quality work.